Hello, and thank you for joining This Is Just A Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. I want to remind you that you can listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasting, as well as most major podcasting platforms. If you listen to this podcast on uh, Apple iTunes or Google Podcasts, um, if you could give me a review or maybe a four or five star like, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps with the algorithm of getting the uh, podcast out to more people. Uh, that being said, um, we also have the Facebook group. This is just a phase uh, that features updates on guests featured, as well as uh, touring schedules by bands that have been on the program, as well as uh, merch opportunities from labels uh, that have been featured on the podcast and uh, music videos and other things of that nature. Um, if you're into punk rock, which I'm guessing you are, um, then maybe you go over and check out uh, the label that I co-own with Mike Rodemoyer called This Is Just a Record Label. Uh, we're based out of Youngstown, Ohio, and we have uh, great releases, including the brand new EP uh, by the Columbus, Ohio band, The Plan B's. Uh, their EP, Catch a Break, is now available for $8 for the CD plus shipping. Or $6 for the digital copy. And we also have great releases from bands like the Prozacs, Letters, and Gatlin, as well as two amazing compilations. You can go over and check that out at thisisjustarecordlabel.bandcamp.com. Again, that's thisisjustarecordlabel.bandcamp.com. Um, let's get started with this episode. Um, on this extremely fun episode, I get the pleasure of sitting down with Ron and Matt from the incredible punk rock interview podcast, Our Brains Hurt. I've been a fan of this podcast and of these guys since they first launched in late 2020. We get to chat about the podcast and how it came to be, how they got the Jasons to do their theme song, and how their local scenes are bouncing back since the pandemic started to slow down. We also share some funny stories, we talk a little sports, and so much more. Um, this was a really fun and humorous conversation that could have went on way longer, and they'll definitely be back for a part two in the near future. But for right now, let's get some relief with this episode of This Is Just a Phase. Well, they needed a jingle for the stupid little show, so they caught up the Jasons and we said, Fuck no. Then they caught us again and they gave us 20 bucks. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, how are you doing, Ron? Good. Very good. Good. Awesome. Easy to connect? Yeah, totally. Okay. Awesome. Good, good. Good to hear that. 
just wait for Matt to get connected and we can get started. Cool. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. You can hear me okay and all that? Yeah, you sound real good, man. Sound real good. Real Sweet. clear. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, obviously we already have <clears throat> a decent setup. <laughs> yeah, I, so. unfortunately, I'm still just using my phone, so. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. It's hit or miss, but you know what? Honestly, it, it works pretty well for what yeah, I do, totally. so. Yeah, eventually I like to get a um, a much more like uh, like traditional setup with a mic and everything like that, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds good. You've been using the phone the whole time? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. all 60-some episodes, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I was surprised. I did, I, I did uh, the Anchor app, and it was pretty much like, yeah, everything's pretty much at my disposal through my phone. So I was like, okay, that makes it really easy. Sweet, yeah. So I was like, you know, but getting the iPhone was a, was a smart purchase. <laughs> yeah, I just went back to the iPhone um, this year because of podcasting. You know what? So so did I. Uh, last year, before I started the podcast, I, I switched back over to uh, iPhone too. Yeah. Hey. I had, hey, Matt. What's up? Hey, Matt. What's going on? Howdy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about us uh, making the switch to iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck iPhone. <laughs> hey, man. It's it's got it's, and the camera is amazing. That's another reason I got it. Well, which one do you have? I have the 13 Pro Max. Oh, see, I'm still rocking the 11. So, okay, <laughs> uh, dude, the the I got a Samsung S22 like somewhat recently, and uh, that's like the first because I've always had Samsung. That's the first one where I've been like, "Holy fuck, this camera is rad!" And my girlfriend has has iPhone, and she's like, "Wow, your camera's better than mine." And I'm like, "God damn right it is." <laughs> <laughs> the last one I had was the uh, I think the A5. The Samsung A5. Oh yeah, yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones are like the. I I don't know. They were shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <All> right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew what I paid for the uh, yeah. the internal volume button quit working six months after I bought it. Nice. So <laughs> yeah, I could yeah. only talk on speaker. It was yeah. so yeah, it, it wow. fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, coming on my podcast, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. you're very welcome. I've, I've been a fan uh, of you guys since you started. Um, yeah. And uh, I came across just from doing like, you know, like, oh, what kind of punk podcasts are out there, you know, on mm -hmm. my iTunes. And I came across yours. And then I found out that, like, we had all this mutual, we had all these mutual connections. Yeah. And... I was like, you know what? I, I was like, I, I really did this podcast. It's it's one of my favorites. I listen to it um, every episode since, since I discovered you guys. Nice. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that I ha I had you on because not only do I think you guys would be great guests, but because I'm also a big fan of what you guys do. Well, thanks. You yeah, that means a lot, dude. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, to the listener, I am talking to Ron and Matt uh, from the podcast Our Brains Hurt. Um, you can listen to that on all major streaming sites. Um, so, hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> great. <laughs> it's great to be on this end of a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, Instead of asking the questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, different. You have to worry about the sound and all that stuff. I just kind of 
drink beer and hang out. So. We'll see. <laughs> Consider it a night off then. Yeah, exactly. For any, yeah, for any so, of you other 80s kids out there, it's little, yellow, different. Yeah. And if you guys have ever listened to any episodes, uh, much like yours, it's pretty much loose, conversation-based. Yeah. Yep. Hey, um, actually, you, you want to know what? Speaking, speaking of that, uh, because you know, I like to do some homework, maybe not always. Uh, <laughs> but I but I really, really enjoyed the episode that you did uh of uh where you went back and kind of did it like a 50s radio broadcast. Oh, did you like that? I did. I really, really liked what you did with that episode. Oh, thank of- you very much, man. Yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah, uh, I just I had the idea. And I was like, you know, that'd be that'd be fun. You know, I have enough song files that I have. If I don't have any, I can get them from people. People are pretty easy about, you know, sending new music files and stuff for to be a part of the podcast. So I just I had that idea, and I was like, you know what? That's fun to, to, to do. It so was. I decided to do it. <laughs> it, took, it took me back to like the '80s and the '90s, man. Like like laying around in my bedroom, you know like calling into the radio station and uh, requesting like ice ice baby and like yeah. waiting there with my finger over the record button on my boom box. <laughs> and you guys are close to my age. So it's like, we remember having to sit with our boom box to hit oh, record yeah. Yeah. and get it just perfectly. Just so you'd have the whole song on there before. And then hope the, the, the DJ doesn't like come in with right. the name. <laughs> yeah. It ruin it or talk in the last yeah. 30 seconds of the song. Yeah. Ice is back, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he never went away, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so I wanted to start the podcast. Uh, pretty much, um, I of course did my did my homework as well on you guys. Um, you guys started the podcast in September of 2020. Uh, probably much like me when I started mine, it was probably a product of the pandemic and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you let me know, like, uh, what, like, the idea of doing the podcast? What was your original thought in 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 teaming up to do that? Yeah. Um, you want me to take it, Matt? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, Matt and I both play in bands in the DC area, um, and you know, we're both used to having band practice every week, playing shows every couple weeks. And when that all went away, you know, it was kind of like it's it's really it was really hard to not have an outlet because um, mm-hmm. that stuff, you know, if if you're into punk rock and you're into music enough that you're in a band, it's it's therapeutic. Yeah. Um, it's it's a necessity for us to kind of have that outlet. Um, <clears throat> and you know, we had friends that were going through the same thing. So, you know, Matt and I had actually talked about starting a podcast before the pandemic, but once we were in it. It's like, all right, we have no reason to not do this now. Um, and just to, to keep us sane and to keep our friends, you know, a lot of the people that we have on are friends of ours that we've played with, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the years and just to keep, give them an outlet to kind of, and it, you know, it is like you said, it's casual. Um, I usually don't even remember what we talked about after we're done talking about it. Uh, <laughs> <Me either. laughs> so, so yeah, that's, that's my take. Matt might want to add stuff. Well, you know, uh, Ron and I had become pretty good friends because, you know, not only had we our bands played together or whatever, but, you know, he was running a record label at the time called Snubbed Records and asked us, you know, to work with them and wanted to put a record out by us. And then we had brought him on as our manager, actually. Um, 
and we're having a really good time with that actually <laughs> really good time yeah, yeah actually that it was go things were going really really well um and the future looked really really bright for all of us and then covid happened yeah and i'm glad you brought up the bands uh ron you play in the elements and, and matt you play in uh, savage remains which both bands are currently on hiatus yes um I had Somewhat, heard your yeah. one episode, I think, with John from Coffee with Lines. I think you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, obviously, Ron, you do uh, snubbed records and you also do, um, uh, uh, shoot, I have the name of it right here and I completely drew a blank. Um, <laughs> you also have uh, Punk Rock Joe, your, oh, yeah, your coffee. coffee company. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about um, that too. I was wondering what you were thinking of. Yeah, I just I totally had a brain fart. All the shit's right in front of my face. Like, amazing coffee, amazing coffee. Oh, uh, just just you know what? Like you're on you're on a grade A podcast right now, guys. Uh, <laughs> and, and and Matt, you you play you uh, you're a singer for Savage Remains. Um, yep. so you guys played around the DC area and stuff, and decided you know what to work together. And then when everything went on hold, you decided to do the podcast. Um, was there, was it always loose base? Was there like, did you bat around different ideas for it or, or where did you, you know, how did that start out? <laughs> that, that's, it's, that's kind of funny actually. Cause like Ron, Ron was just like one day he was like, Hey, do you like podcasts? And I was like, I mean, I do. I was like, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast a bunch. I was like, I, I haven't like super branched out into other podcasts, but like, I'm always interested in stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as a, and as a, as a younger man, I always, you know, kind of listened to talk radio growing up in the morning, like commutes to work and stuff like that. And I was always like, this seems like something that, you know, I'd be into, I, I can talk. And then, and then I was like, yeah, yeah, I like pocket. He was like, you want to, you want to do a podcast? And so like almost two years later here, here we are. That's about all there was to it. It was just that easy. Cause you guys, cause you guys have known each other for so long. <laughs> well, You're just like fuck it why not right <laughs> we, well I, actually we didn't even know each other for all that long like what i don't know maybe we knew each other for like maybe a couple years yeah it wasn't i mean we yeah we were like you know band acquaintances for a couple years and then maybe like six months to a year leading up to the show uh we got a lot closer because we started working together uh through mm-hmm. savage remains and stuff um <clears throat> but he you know matt is uh he's around my age um he's funny in my opinion 40s you know we we both we both have receding hairlines i mean i just have a receding hairline Um, i have the propeller top so that's what what i'm working with right now man i'm in my 40s too yeah 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 we're just we're both fucking kids really i mean yeah we're in our 40s we're both stupid and goofy and you know it just kind of works that's, so, that sounds like me we're we're, we're a good company guys yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the gift of gab right man that's 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 generally what a podcast takes the gift of gab and and maybe some interview skills yeah <laughs> just, just 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 a tad bit yeah just a tad bit of internet <laughs> interview skills yeah well besides this podcast i also do uh another podcast with my best friend who lives in cleveland and we just talk it started out it's called zenial files and uh because we're both kind of in the on the cusp of generation x and millennial like mm. he was born in 80 i was born in 81 
So we're kind of like in that gray area. Right there at the end of Generation X. Yeah. Yes, right at yeah, the end. Like I, right just, I didn't make it in time, man. It was like, you're going to be <laughs> born in 81 and you're going to fucking like it. <laughs> so so basically, it's just me and him waxing nostalgic. And basically, every episode ends up with us talking about the stupidest shit. Yeah. And there's no rhyme or reason for it. But it's like, it's just, it's just it's more for us to communicate with each other and yeah. just have a platform to be able to share with other people really. Yeah. Thanks. You know, and if, yeah. and if anybody's interested in what you have to say, you know, they'll listen. Yeah. Yeah. That one does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as this one, but it does. Okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk, uh, Ron, you're in Annapolis, Maryland. Yes. And, uh, Matt, you're in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Correct. Correct. So since the since obviously things are getting loosened and, and we're on, you know, year three of the shit, mm-hmm. um, how's the DC area scene or the surrounding areas uh bouncing back from? I know you guys had Savage Savage Mountain Fest. Um, I heard something about the break breaking even fest that's gonna be taking place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um how are things like festivals and the bar scene and the venue scene kind of uh, bouncing back? Uh, <clears throat> so in DC, I would say it's kind of very similar to how it was before. Um, mm-hmm. Now, where Matt lives, Matt can speak to Fredericksburg. Uh, that music scene was hit harder, I think, than... Uh, because it's more well, it's, it's a smaller population. I mean, kind of, kind of. It's weird because, like, you know, the the punk scene in DC once was this huge, thriving thing, and and I, I still don't think that the punk scene in in DC is anywhere near as huge and thriving as it once was. Now, that's not to say that it's not good, because because it is good, mm-hmm. but a lot of the cool punk venues in DC are all gone now. Whether it was COVID or something else, there still is some. Rad the punk black venue. Cat, right? That's still open down there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but there was some like mid-range venues mm-hmm. that were alive in DC for a long time that are gone now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and especially like probably the gnarliest one that was gone, and it wasn't even a COVID thing. It it was gone right before all the COVID lockdowns was the Rock and Roll Hotel in uh, DC. That was a real sad shutdown, and it was kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody really saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, uh, where I live is a cool place. I mean, I'm, I'm like halfway between DC and Richmond. Okay. And like, there is, there is a good base here for a punk scene. Yeah. My, but, uh, my buddy, uh, my, not to interrupt you, my buddy, Mike, who I, I do, um, my label or our label together. Uh, he lives in closer to Ashburn. Okay, closer yeah. over to the military base, and he he finds himself going to DC because there's nothing really going on around him. Like he knows no. he's gonna have to drive the two two and a half hours into DC to catch shows. Yeah, where he's at, there's there's no punk rock scene whatsoever. That's all yuppie suburbanites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and nothing but yeah. He does not fit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what they're trying to turn where I live into. Like a lot of money has come because this is like a, a it's a real small city. It's an old Civil War like city. Mm. Um, and so we're like 
sitting at about 30,000 population. Saying that, there is a large suburban area around us and it's an independent city. So the city is very small, but so 30,000 doesn't really give it. It's like do, you know, justice or whatever. You're looking more like 60, 70,000. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a lot of people around this area, like a lot. And that's, uh, that's similar to where I live too. Yeah. yeah. So this place is screaming for a punk rock venue. But in the city, the because it's a good old boy kind of network still, even though you know the population's quite large and there's a lot of money here now. The same people that still own this city that who always have is like this real tight knit group of like these good old boy rich dudes, and they don't want that here. And it's that old southern. You Somewhat know, kind of attitude, yeah. They want money here now, though, because that's that's everybody that's moving in. So, like, you know, probably about thirty minutes north in like Fairfax County, because like Fairfax County and Loudon County, Loudon County would be where Ashburn is, where you said your buddy lives. Mm-hmm. Those two counties go back and forth just about every year of richest county in America. Because that's where, say, he told me before he said that yeah. they're like the richest county in the United that's, States. That's where all the politicians in DC live in mm-hmm. Fairfax County and Loudoun County. I, I grew up in Fairfax County for a little while at least. Oh, um, okay. I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. And a lot of the money's coming down here now. Mm-hmm. People are moving, people have been moving south. And it's actually a little bit more expensive to live here in some instances than it is up in those two places for like, cause there's, there's some really, really huge like old houses in this city that have now been bought up by a lot of like, you know, super rich people and been redone. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what they've been doing to this city the last five years. So like you can't find anything around here for like, you know, I mean, buy a house in Fredericksburg. I mean, shit. If it's if it's been redone, I mean, maybe you're lucky if you get it for like five hundred thousand or five fifty, maybe. Yeah, but my buddy lot, said he was looking for rent. I mean, it was two thousand a month oh, yeah. plus for like a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're pushing houses here that are like between one and two million dollars for a lot of the big ones. Maybe even more than that. Yeah, I'm 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 good and I'm good in uh. I'm good in Eastern Ohio. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, some of, some of the really old houses like the like that are like old, like kind of plantation style houses that have been redone are mm-hmm. going for like 2 million, 4 million, 4.5 million. It's crazy. Oh, I, I get that. The, I'm originally from Western Pennsylvania, but I moved like 20, 20 minutes West from where I lived. I'm closer to now Youngstown area. Oh yeah. And, um. So, but I, I grew up in like the, in between like the, the, the Pittsburgh scene, Cleveland scene, Youngstown scenes. And it's the Pittsburgh and Cleveland, like this area, they're they're all switching over to tech. So it's like, you know, like the bigger mm-hmm. tech companies or like the bigger name like like Amazon has a hub and Google has a hub. Yep, same here. And, yeah. So yep. like every, and then everything else is like the medical, like we have UPMC. So yeah. everything is everything is based through the medical field or the tech field or any kind of offshoot of it. So they move into a certain neighborhood and the next thing you know, these smaller, these smaller, like cheaper places you can live are now getting, they're basically being gentrified. Yep. That's what, that's what happened to Fredericksburg over the last like 10 years. It got gentrified as hell. And to you saying that Amazon just bought 
well, not just, but Amazon has bought a shit ton of land about five miles north here in Stafford County and built two giant warehouses and is currently constructing like this other just ridiculously huge property. I, I don't know what the hell else they could be building because they already built two huge warehouses. Oh, geez. A distribution hub and then like, you know, one of their other just regular warehouses, I guess. But whatever the other thing that they're building is, is insane. It's huge. Like, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like it's Jeff Bezos' it. house. Yeah. Like it's just because he bought one giant. of the plantation house for three yeah, million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now is crazy. is it like that around for you too, Ron? Like how is how is Maryland? Like how's it bouncing back? Uh it's been it's been pretty good in Maryland. Um, you know, I live like right between DC and Baltimore. I'm probably like 15 to 20 minutes outside of DC and like 30 minutes outside of Baltimore. Um, and I grew up in this area too. Um, so, you know, I was lucky enough, like growing up heading to punk shows that I can hit, you know, I had DC or every, every band stops at either DC or Baltimore. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah, as far as like bouncing back, I mean, everything seems to be open. Um, we didn't really have that many venues, um, where I live. Um, there was only one in Annapolis that would do punk shows. Um, Annapolis is a very like, I mean, it's it's like just preppy, you know, uh, shorts with pictures of sailboats on them, and yeah, you, you know, a lot of shoes, a lot of pop collars and sensible shoes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like in Annapolis. If if you go to see live music in Annapolis, it's going to be either a cover band or a white boy reggae. Um, you know, so it covers all the bases. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's a good time. You get a couple yeah. white claws in you. You know, you'll never know the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, do a couple woos. You're good to go. You fit right in. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and that that's that's kind of like how our area too is. There's a lot of bands that cover that that, that play covers, and right. I have friends who play in cover bands. And while it's all good and fun. The one thing around here that I started to notice, especially in Youngstown, is we have a handful of really good venues and a lot of bands sprung up either right before the pandemic hit or during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the scene that that was, I mean, it's always had bands, but it almost feels like it's it's starting to swell. And, And that was one of the reasons why when I started my record label, I was like, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm in Youngstown because whatever's going on right here, right now, I want to be a part of it mm-hmm. because I've watched this city go through so many variations in the last 25 years. Yeah. This is something different. And to be able to like finally be able to contribute something other than just playing in a band, which I really haven't played in any band since the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm you know, having kids and stuff like that and, oh, yeah. and doing the whole dad thing and husband thing. Yeah. Um, I just, it, it was nice that I was finally in a, in a position where I, I could give back a little bit, a little bit more than, than I was before. Yeah. When did yeah. you start that? What's that? When the label, when did you start? I started the label. It, the first release was October of last year. Okay. Yeah, we're called This Is Just a Record Label. Um, I like that. I mean, thank you. It was uh, it was originally a play off the podcast name. Right. And uh, 
I don't know. I, I, it, to me, it was like, oh, it's cool. Like it's such a, it's such a vague name yeah. that I can, I don't have to get pigeonholed into like subgenres, right? Totally. Which I don't have to be like look out and like be known for one specific thing, even though Lookout put out multiple different kinds of yeah. subgenres. But um, they're known for that thing. Same thing with Fat Wreck is known for that sound. Right. I yeah. wanted to be known more geographically than much like Discord. Um, I wanted to be known for geographically more than anything and try to try to showcase the diversity that was going on in the city. about to or just dropped uh was it the plan b's new full length yeah the plan b's out of uh columbus yeah they're a good band yeah they're a great band uh actually uh brie who i've who we have uh we're mutual friends with yes um from allegedly records she was actually like hey they're looking for a label and she put me in touch with the guys and i was like holy shit dude like i definitely want to see inside these guys because <laughs> i had just put out uh the prozacs um i don't know if you know those guys oh yeah um yes, i put absolutely. out their uh 
uh, his original demos that he recorded in uh, Cleveland back in 2002. Um, We just finally released those, and that was part of the 20-year package he was doing throughout throughout the year. And uh, I've known Jay a long time. And he was, he graced me with wanting to put out a record too. And I was like, okay, that's fucking rad. Definitely. <laughs> He's a great dude. Yeah. Great yeah. dude. Yeah. You, I, I mean, and maybe you've known him longer than I have. Cause I, I just known him from my playing days and playing with them or whatever, but Jay is a, a, a fantastic human. And I, actually that was something that I was going to bring up with you. Cause I'd seen like how many times he's been on your podcast and all the stuff you've done with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a he's a spectacular human. <laughs> he's a, he's he's a great dude. He really is. Yeah, he 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 really is. Um, I, he came under my his band came under my radar. Uh, uh, I was friends with a band long uh, a band called uh, Johnny Three, and because they're based they were originally based out of Youngstown, and they had did a split like two thousand and five, and uh, I bought the split because I was supporting my buddy's band, you know. And fell in love with the Prozacs. And two years later, they put out a record called Questions, Answers, and Things Never Found. Um, and then I was I bought that album, and I was hooked. And I've been following his band ever since. And uh, ended up having a friendship with him. And, you know, after all, that was was really, really amazing thing. Yeah, they're, they're playing our little, our first OBH Fest here coming in December. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard about yeah. that. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, first off, how did you get the Jasons to do your theme song? Because <laughs> I know those fuckers, they're 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 from Camp Crystal Lake, but they're closer yeah. geographically to where I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how did you get those fuckers to do that? Well, Matt Matt is uh <laughs> I, He's going to fucking kill me. (laughs) So secretly, the only reason I wanted to do this podcast was to use Matt to get closer to the Jasons. Oh, really? (laughs) Um, So I've had a crush on them for a couple years now. um, And luckily, Matt has come through. Uh, But no, that's all Matt. So Matt, you talk about how you know the Jasons. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, the Jasons and us, you know, we had this like really, really good thing going on, you know, where like we would we would, you know, play shows together and go on the road together where we would fight each other. Um, and like, we specifically had this really good thing going on. Cause like, you know, we'd get to play with this band that was worse than us every night called the Jasons. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely heard, I definitely heard your band before I ever heard the podcast. And I, it wasn't until I started listening to podcast to realize that there was the connection with, with the, cause I was like, Oh, Savage remains. I've seen them on like tons of flyers and shit. Yeah. We, we had, we had this really good thing with them. That was, uh, it was this really cool rivalry thing going on. Um, that, that was a lot of fun. Um, and they are an absolutely amazing band. But, uh, did I say that out loud? Yes, you can say that out loud. Oh, shit, I said that all. Oh, fuck. Is he, is, is he, cats out he, either now. V or 3D is going to come after me, so I'm already know I'm going to get something in my message <laughs> later on. So yeah, it's whatever. They're, they're a phenomenal band, and uh, we had a lot of fun with them on the road, and we had this really cool rivalry thing going, like I said. Um, it, 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 was, it was great while it lasted. 
it would have lasted a lot longer if uh, <laughs> my my band would have stayed together. But uh, that's not how the cookies crumbled for us. Um, but hey, who knows? But you, know, you guys are you guys are looking to work together. You you and Ron, right? You guys are looking to start something up together. Yeah, at some point here. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah, we have, you know, I play bass, he sings. Um, we have a couple of ideas of, you know, directions we want to go with a band. Um, and we just kind of need to do it. I've, I've talked to a couple people too, Ron, who uh, yeah are interested. The timing's just got to be right there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you harder, you know, when, we're, when you get older and have a family and you have things going. The older you get, the harder it is to, to be able to coordinate with three or four or five people. Um, yeah. I mean, you know that you're our age, and you do a podcast and a label. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, it, so. And you have a daughter who just went off for her first year of college too, so it's yes. like there's that on top of everything. You try to yeah. correlate your family, you try to you know right. correlate your day job, everything, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's like a huge juggling routine, and like you know, when you try to start something like a band, it's like you're juggling three balls, and somebody throws two more at you, mm-hmm. and it's like. But I think, I mean, I'm ready. I know Matt's ready. Um, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> ready to shake the dust off, right? Yeah, totally. But uh, <laughs> so, so going back to how we got the Jasons to, to do our, our theme song, because mm-hmm. we still haven't answered that question. Yeah, basically, basically, I told V, because year, years ago when we left the road, I took Mommy's head with me. And I've got mommy's head hidden in my basement. So I basically told V that if he wants mommy's head back, that he's got to write us a theme song. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yep. Which at which point he wrote us the theme song. And then we paid them a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. And, then and I love said, how they say that all in the too. Yeah. Yeah, they're like such fucking assholes. Yes. Like you know you weren't gonna get anything other than that. Oh, and yeah. that's exactly why we wanted them to do it. Yeah, and then and then you know he was like, Okay, give me mommy's head back. And I said, Nah, nah, nah. You already gave it the song. We gave you some money, you're not getting it. <laughs> oh man, you didn't give him mommy's head. No, we still got no. we still got shit to work out. It's too good of a bargaining chip. <laughs> you gotta work it to your advantage, right? Like maybe yeah. you need a second theme song right i'm not gonna give a mommy's head back until there's another x in their band yes (laughs) that's right you let them know man (laughs) that's and that's no offense to hell or hollywood i love those guys but they need an x hell and hollywood are the best yes they're 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 way better than v and 3d I like them all evenly. <laughs> I take the diplomatic approach to that band. <laughs> yeah, we've had them on the show like three times. And, I, have, uh, I haven't yet to have them on yet. Yeah, and every time we finish a show, like as I'm editing afterwards, I'm like, we're gonna. This is this, this might be our last podcast. <laughs> the shit that comes up and like it's just, yeah, it's. Yeah, I I, I had a Jason's. Uh, adjacent band on my podcast who I've known for a long time, uh, Children of October. Oh yeah, yeah. And because uh, I've known those guys for a long time, they they played a local venue uh, down near Pittsburgh called the uh, the Fallout Shelter many a times. 
I've played yeah. there. That's a great. Oh, you place. played the Fallout show? Hell yeah, man! That place fucking rules. As yeah, a down fact, in Aliquippa, man. As a matter of fact, <laughs> when I played there, I played there with Children of October. I was gonna say, you know what? I might have seen you guys. I used to go down there all the time. I used to yeah, go they- down there all the time. My buddy Sam, who uh, my I do the other podcast with, he played a band called Dead City Dealers. And they used to play down with all those guys down uh, the Scratch and Sniffs and Children of October and all those all those Pittsburgh bands. <laughs> Rocky Dennis face. Rocky Dennis face. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even have to say bands. Like you're just gonna you're just gonna you're just gonna call out more bands. Matt's the, the band encyclopedia. <laughs> that's that's that? why our show. That's why our show. Matt's the uh, band encyclopedia. That's why our, our show works so well because I know about. I could probably name eight bands. Uh, <laughs> like <okay>. total. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm Matt, more like Matt. I'm I, I know a little bit about everything. Yeah. I've never we've never had somebody on the podcast. It's funny, like one of the things that that I kind of a little game that I play with myself that nobody is aware of. Whenever whenever some one of our guests <laughs> says an obscure band name. I wait to see how many seconds it takes Matt to be like, "Oh, those guys are so good," or, or, or you know, <laughs> I've heard of them without without fail. He's either fucking seen them, he owns one of their records from 1926, or you know, there's something. It's it's amazing. It, it it's, I love it. I love him, and I love that uh, he's there because, like I said, I like screeching weasel, yeah. <laughs> and that's as far as you go. Just screeching yeah. weasel. You're not name dropping the guts or anything. You're just going straight. Yeah. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And, I, and I'm the one with the screeching weasel tattoo. There you go. There you go. I don't have a screeching weasel tattoo. I should have one, but I don't. Yeah. And I'm one of the few people I know that doesn't have the black flag bars. Yeah, that's like that's that's probably the most popular punk rock tattoo. I would say. Yeah, yep. I don't have that. I don't. Have I don't that. have it. My next tattoo is gonna be. Half Milo and half Elroy. Yeah, uh, do it. The sentence and all, yeah, because I I love them. I love those two bands equally. Um, yeah. maybe in the last twenty years more all, but you know, yeah, uh, that's an unpopular opinion. Yeah, but, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I get it. All's cool. got some great albums. All has great albums, and so yeah. does the Descendants. But like, I got into Descendants later on. Like, it was like. I got into all when they put out Pummel, and it was like right before they put out, um, what well, was Descendants? Um, everything sucks. Everything sucks with it with yeah. coffee mug and all that. Uh, when I get old, yeah, um, that Great, and right. then that's when I discovered Descendants. So technically, I really discovered all before. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's let's be fair here. Pummel's a great record. Yes. Oh yeah, it's a really great record. It's not my favorite all yeah. album, but it, it's a great album. Yeah, it is. I'm Whatever. a mass. I'm a mass nerder. Is my favorite record. I mean, that's a good one too. Yeah, I I just you know what I, I I like the early all stuff, but I really like the Chad Price all. I think I think Chad Price is kind of underrated. I do too. Cross I do board. too. I'll, I'll I'll tell you a quick story in 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 reference yeah. to the Descendants. So a couple, right before the pandemic, like October of 2019, we have friends who live right outside of Fort Collins, Colorado. So we, me and my wife flew out to go hang out with them for like six days. And I had one thing I wanted to do while we were in Fort Collins. I said, I want to go to Blasting Room, Blasting Room, 
Blaster Room Studios. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, I don't even know where that is. And I looked it up and I found the address and I'm expecting to go up and it's going to be, you know what I mean? Something that says the name of it. <laughs> it's on a road called Laporte Avenue. We pull up and it looks like a, like this just like aluminum building, right? Yep. I look and it says unit two. So we walk in. I don't know what the fuck I was expecting to find. <laughs> like a gift room, like a like a gift store, you know? <laughs> I open the fucking door. My wife's with me and our, my, our buddies with us. And we walk in and it's a hallway. So we walk into this hallway. And next thing I know, I'm looking at gold and platinum records on the fucking wall, dude. Yep. And there's like Rise Against and, and No Effects and weaker things and propaganda and all these records right and we get kind of towards the back and we hear a band kind of jamming and obviously they may be like prepping to record or whatever mm -hmm. and my wife tugs my shirt and she goes john i don't think we're so fucking supposed to be here <laughs> <laughs> and i was like I don't think we are either. And we took a bunch of pictures and hightailed the fuck out of there, man. <laughs> That's my blasting room story. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pictures, but uh, I never did let Bill Stevenson know I was in his studio. My my band recorded a song there with Bill. Oh, did they really? Yeah, and uh, oh, that's awesome. It's a great it's, song too. As you're telling us, as you're telling us that story, I'm I'm picturing because like when I. We were there for two. It was like a two days. It took us two days to record the one song um, okay. off our latest album, and uh, just like you, we pull up to this place. We stayed at like an Airbnb, like right around the corner. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, the first morning we pull in, of course, being the elements spelled A L E M E N T S, we pull up yeah. with like our instrument or not our instruments, but like two cases of beer. Mm -hmm. um, it's like eight o'clock in the morning, and I'm <laughs> talking to my friend Sean. I'm like. Maybe we should leave the beer in the car and kind of be somewhat professional when we walk in. I mean, you were that... in Colorado. You could have been smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, there was plenty of that, too. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, me, too. <laughs> so, so, no, we walk in, and like you said, you open up that door. And it's like the long hallway with all the records hanging up. Mm -hmm. And I was in front, and then we make that left. Yep. And at the end of that little hallway is the kitchen. Um, okay. So I walk into the kitchen, and I look to my right, and Bill Stevenson is just sitting there. I'm like, oh. And I just, I, it was so hard not to fanboy out. I'm like, oh, hey, uh, I'm Ron with the elements. We're here. He's like, oh, yeah. And he's, you know, super cool and just such a goofy fucking guy. So fun to work with. Oh, I would, uh, I would love, just, I would love to was, be able to be that guy, man. <laughs> yeah, but it is such a, it was probably, as far as like band stuff goes, the best two days of my life. Now, did you know going to record that you were going to, that Bill was going to record you? Yes. So, okay. yeah, we, we had saved up some money and we're like, you know, we were all turning 40 years old within a year or two of each other. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like a 40 year old birthday present for all of us. Okay. Like what's let's fly out there. And it costs a lot of money to work with him. Um, Cause usually, usually it's him or Jason evermore. Right. Yeah. He, Jason does like a lot of the uh, master. He did the mastering of the songs and stuff. Okay. Um, but I was like, I, I want, I want, if I'm going out there to work with somebody, I want it to be bill. Like that's uh, Everybody else who works there is awesome, but I want I want to meet Bill if I'm paying yeah. to do it in the first place. Yeah, you want to meet the man. Yeah, and it's it's funny. So he's you know he sets us up and he's being like you know really just you know cool and stuff. And then like right before we started recording, he pulls us all into the room in this little 
one of the little rooms. And he's like, all right, listen. It's like before we get started, he's like, I just want just I wanted you guys to relax. And I just have something I just I really want to tell you guys something really important before you start. And he turns around and he farts. And it was like <laughs> it, it, the fart lasted 30 seconds at least. I don't know how he did it, but it was like the gnarliest. <laughs> it's that it's that powder shit he drinks, dude. <laughs> And then he just walked out of the room. And I was like, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And I'm smelling Bill Stevenson's farts right now. So. It is the most Bill Stevenson thing he could have ever done. Beautiful. And then, like, yeah, the next day, like he's waiting for um, he has his coffee delivery people that bring him coffee. So he's we're waiting. It's just Bill and I in the kitchen. And for some reason, he starts farting on things. Like he starts putting his ass against the door and farting. <laughs> in the meantime, this lady has the coffee that she's like right on the other side of the door. He has no, he doesn't see her. <laughs> and he's just sitting there farting on things, and this woman's watching him. Like, and I'm, I almost pissed myself. It was the funniest. he's like, oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry, coffee too. Oh, that's fucking great, dude. That's so great. <laughs> You beat you, you beat my story, man. You beat my story. <laughs> Beautiful. It's a rolling snowball in a ping pong game of wine. Divide the population, make them choose a side. Yeah, I got a
Uh, be- before I let you guys go, you guys have something special about your podcast that I really like. Every episode, you have three questions yes. that you ask every guest. What what did you guys like? How did you guys come up with those three questions? And was it one of the original ideas when you were coming up with the podcast? Uh, I mean, that, that was all wrong. Yeah. So I've been obsessed with um, the last meal question for a lot of my life. I don't know why. I'm the, a fucking weird dude. The second uh, question wasn't always there, though. No, it wasn't. Oh, so it was just always the death of the the the, fin- the final meal on death row, and then and then the Mount Rushmore and punk rock. Yeah. Okay, and then later on was ashes ashes into the album. Then. Yeah. Yeah, we learned about that thing. That's that right. You can. It's right. crazy. You can do that. This is real. Like you can get cremated and have your ashes pressed into a vinyl record. Like this is a real thing. I had heard about that, like, in, like, it was, like, a, I don't know if it was, like, an AP article or something like that, but one of those, like, music publications or maybe even, like, Spin Online, and they had talked about that, and then instantly, I listened to, like, your, an episode, and you guys were talking about it, it might have been one of the first episodes you guys talked about, Ash, and mm-hmm. the album, and I went, holy fuck, it's a real thing, <laughs> Yeah, I still wasn't, I still wasn't sure it was fucking, like, it, real, Oh, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking awesome. But like I, I like those three questions. And I wanted to give you my answers. Yes. But I want you to ask me the questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's All, do right. it bit. All right. All right. We're gonna ask you these three questions that we ask everybody. Question number one. If you were on death row, what would your final meal be? Cavatelli's with meatballs and brujol. But I would have them use my great aunt's recipes. Oh, oh that's, are you Italian? Uh, a quarter Italian. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I grew up with my uh, my grandfather's side, who they were all first generation Italian American. Oh, and you can't go out to eat at Italian restaurants, right? Because it's just never. It, it, it's never right. The closest yeah. the closest restaurant that ever got to my aunt's meatballs was when I turned forty. My wife took me to go visit my brother and his wife in Vegas. And there's a restaurant in, I'm not sure if, if it's the Mirage or one of those like adjacent hotels. Uh-huh. It's called Sinatra's. Oh my God, I've been there. Yeah. And their <laughs> meatballs, dude, I took a bite of their fucking meatballs. Yeah. And tears, a yeah. single tear came down my face, dude. That is the closest to my aunt's yeah. meatball I have ever tasted, dude. That is so fucking, when you, when you said Vegas, I was like, he's going to fucking say Sinatra's. Sinatra's, um, yep. It's in the wind. The Wynn Hotel and Casino. Yeah, that's it. The Wynn. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I took my wife there once because we went out for like a wedding, and we got there. It was like a, th- it was like a three or four o'clock meal. We were the only ones in the restaurant, and then they sat um so a table next to us, and it was um. Siegfried or Roy, the one that was not mauled by lions. <laughs> so, that is that? I think it was Siegfried. Roy, Sieg- the was blonde German one. It was a white tiger. Okay, Siegfried. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, Siegfried was the blonde. Yeah, he was sitting right next to us. We had only two tables in the whole place. <laughs> like, that's that's so that did you, did you make eye contact with him? No, I was too afraid. You were too afraid. Yeah, I, I get it. I wouldn't have made eye contact with him either, man. <laughs> Am I like the only person that's not Italian that does podcasts? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is is um? It's like every time this shit comes up, some 
one of our guests, I'm Italian. Ron's Italian. I'm not Italian. You're Italian by proxy. Now. I just want the seven fishes. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't, man. You don't want them. You, you don't want to smell it, man. <laughs> it's the trash of the ocean. You don't want that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so uncatholic. I don't do any of the Catholic things I was yeah. told as a kid, man. I don't do none of that shit, man. Trash of the ocean. That kind of makes it alluring to me. Yes, yes. Man, you're gonna you're gonna want to smell now, aren't you? Yeah. It's okay. I get I it, man. <laughs> yeah, catfish is better. Yeah. Love it. Uh, All right. Um, so if you were going to have your ashes turned into a vinyl record of your choice of an album that already exists, which would it be? This was the hardest question for me. It is. And I have a feeling this is actually from what I've like every episode I've heard, this is the one that gets most bands. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's only because it's a connection to my dad. Um, my dad's a huge Pink Floyd fan. Nice. And growing up, he got me into Pink Floyd. And when I was 15, we were supposed to go on uh, Pink Floyd had the Pulse Tour, which was the tour for the Division Bell, like the year, like the the big worldwide tour. Mm -hmm. And me and my dad were supposed to go because my dad bought me the, the, the box set. And which had like all had every album on CD and it had like a bonus CD and had a huge book with like everything in it. And because uh, Pink Floyd was the first band, like I actually learned like everything about, like talk about being music encyclopedias. Yeah. My dad told me later on, he goes, you know more about my favorite band than I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, and uh, my favorite, my favorite album by them and my, my favorite song of all time is on this album and it's Wish You Were Here. And uh, I would have, yeah, that, that would be, that would be the uh, album I would have my ashes in. Mm. Nice. Not punk rock, but punk no, rock it doesn't Jason. matter. <laughs> Mine's Michael Jackson, so yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, I just that, but it was a it was a tough call. I mean, there was a couple that were really close for like right there, like uh, No Effects, So Long, Thanks for All the Shoes. Mm. Um, that was a, like a close second, but yeah, it was it was got to be Pink Floyd, right? I feel like you you saying that now makes me want to say the next time I answer this question is going to be Foreigner, you know, like oh, uh, which album like like Volume Four? Oh, maybe. I, oh God, there's so many good ones. Yeah, there's 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 good ones, man. Like ACDC too, man. Like yeah. you know, maybe 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 like uh, maybe high voltage. Fuck yeah, that's yeah. All, that's <laughs> we one. could go that's a little one. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, third question: Who is on your Mount Rushmore of punk rock? And you get a crazy horse, so you get five. I get five. This one was a lot easier than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. I'm gonna get the obvious one out of the way first because we've already talked about him, mm-hmm. and it's Bill Stevenson, <laughs> uh, drummer, songwriter, guitarist. He does everything. Um, some of my favorite descendants and all songs are, are written by him yep. um like one more day like that 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 song along us uh, that song alone is enough to make a grown man cry yeah um so yeah it would be bill bill stevenson number number one he'll be my he'll be my washington cool um number two would be 
I'm probably going to get shit for this, but I don't give a fuck because we're all similar age mm-hmm. and um, know the the importance of this person, uh, despite how short their career was. Um, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. If it wasn't for Kurt, I wouldn't have discovered my favorite bands. You know, I love the Pixies because of Nirvana. I love mm-hmm. Sonic Youth because of Nirvana. I love, um, you know, uh, so many bands because he was either playing a song by them or he had their shirt on. Yeah. And you know what it's like. I mean, you pick up Rolling Stone or AP or any of those magazines just to see what's what's what what, what he's repping. What? Oh, he made some of those shirts famous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. made like Flipper famous. Yeah. Like nobody knew who the fuck Flipper was. You know, outside of like, you know, the, you know, the traditional, you know, the original like San Francisco scene, there wasn't 20, you know, 10 years later, nobody was really talking about Flipper. Right. Punk punk rock may never have gotten to where it did without him because without Kurt Cobain, you know, through Nirvana, does Green Day ever get to where they get? And if Green Day never got to where they got, does punk rock? get to where it, you know the, the audience that it did i i, I still def- I, I i agree heartily like i believe if it wasn't for nirvana punk would have never broke no green day never would have happened and they weren't gonna take a chance on those bands no no they weren't because they, they weren't. didn't give off i mean that's why there were records like that's why there was record labels like discord and sst because mm-hmm. no there was no the days of the ramones being on you know, like what were they? What were they on Sire, or like uh, Blondie was on Chrysalis? Like those yeah. days were gone. Like no, no band, no, no label was chasing a punk band. Nope, they weren't. So they had to. I mean, so and the, but when Nirvana did, they went, "Ooh, yep." Yeah. What what else is out there? And like, if it wasn't for that, Green, you said Green Day, Offspring, yep, um, Jawbreaker, mm. um. All those bands, they wouldn't have. I mean, and they would have never broken. He got me into stuff like Lou Barlow and like Dinosaur Junior. and all this stuff like Lou Barlow does, like Folk Implosion and like Sabato. I wouldn't yeah. have gotten into any of that stuff if it wasn't for yeah. like, Kirk Cobain. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, still to this day, the only record to ever go platinum on an independent label was Offspring Smash. If I'm not mistaken. I, I, um, I believe that still stands true to this day. I'm trying to think, you know what? Because what, what what did they come out and say that that smash did? Because I remember when went they the documentary it was like what twelve yeah. million. It went. I mean, like they couldn't make enough records to keep up with the sale, enough or enough CDs, if you will, back in those days. They couldn't make enough to keep up with the sales of them. Yeah, did you did you, you you probably watched that epitaph story, the one that came in like the DVD back like 10, 15 years ago? Yeah. There probably. was that their mini documentary and they talked about they talked about I've, albums and CDs being from like the floor to the roof. Yeah, but like they couldn't fucking hold the amount of demand for that album. Yeah, I mean I've also watched like X amount of interviews with Brett Gerwitz talking about it too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they, yeah, they couldn't make enough. They were selling more than they were making. And they were getting calls from like every major label was like, "Do you mm-hmm. want help?" And doing this, and that never would have happened without Green Day getting to where they did, 
yeah. which would have never happened without Nirvana doing what they did. Exactly. It all it just, it's just like because I don't think because everybody wants to call Nirvana a grunge band because of the grunge explosion. Which yeah, I mean, they are, but which which but it but know, it made sense. Yeah. We didn't know. Like we didn't know. Like oh, okay, grunge is a thing. But, but what's really grunge? It's down tuned punk mixed yeah. with metal and like totally. And they came up, rock. yeah. Where they came up from, where they came from was punk. Yeah, which being from the Rust Belt, our scene was very similar to theirs. It's industrial towns, and you know, like it's it's gray all the time, and the winters fucking suck. Yep. And you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna have sunny surf music coming out of either fucking place you know what i mean yeah. like but yeah yeah so yeah kurt's up there now, um, having said all that you i think you're the first one to say kurt cobain uh, really? is i is i don't know i think somebody i think other people have said him i don't think it's been said much but you know what i i don't know i know i know bill's a common one i know you had yeah. um a, a lot of ian yeah yeah. yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know how many Kurtz you've had. That's a good question. One, we I think we've at least had one before. I think okay. I'm pretty oh. sure. Yeah, damn it, <laughs> damn it. I hey, hey it you still got three more. I still got three more. Oh, these ones have probably been said. Um, <laughs> another one is Fat Mike. Yeah, mm. um, I'm a huge No Effects fan. I don't make any bones about it. Um, I've you seen hear that they're breaking times. up next year. I did hear that. I it's yeah. probably gonna be one of those things where they break up and then like yeah three years later they you think this is yeah them drumming the press for themselves maybe wants to do another show. What's that? That's the the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, they're trying to drum up press for themselves to put out a new album. Yeah, because yeah. sing, singles album wasn't really that great. Yeah. I mean, there's some good songs on there. It's but, good songs, yeah, but they they they've struggled with the last several albums. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked uh, um, I really liked Coaster. Coaster was the last one that yep. I really fucking liked. That that was an amazing album. It really was. Yeah, I think that's the last prime album. But I mean, like 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 you said, there's good songs on on, on the uh, albums afterwards. But um, but Fat Mike just because he's a bass player, um, great vocalist. Uh, I, I just I like the way he writes, man. Like. Greg Gafford writes very serious. Like they always talk about it being like thesaurus punk. Like <laughs> where you like where you're like you have to read a thesaurus to understand what they're saying. Yeah. But like <laughs> where Greg right? was doing it very library. Very, yeah. What's that? <laughs> the library. Yeah. Where are we I'm going, Greg? Doctor, the library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know I'm a professor at, at fucking Berkeley? <laughs> um, well. <laughs> yeah, or Ithaca. Uh, what, what's that? Cornell. 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 Yeah, yeah. Ivy League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, Fat Mike does that too. But like, it's, it's even even if it's funny or serious, it's, you know, like one of my favorite songs by No Effects is a song called My Vagina. <laughs> it, it, it's off of uh, Pump Up the Volume. Underrated record. Underrated record. Dinosaurs will die. Like that whole album is great. Bottles to the bottles to the ground. Um, but he talks about like words like like medical terminology. Mm-hmm. The terms like like he's talking about he wants a vagina, but he's going about it as like he's using like medical terminology, <laughs> like vast effort and shit like that. 
so like the way he's doing it, but he's not doing it like like condescendingly. Yeah, he's doing it because like he's clever. It's clever. It's wordplay, yeah. and it's fucking clever. It's smart, and the way he plays bass when he's when he's playing live, he's an underrated bass player. Yeah, totally. Carl, Carl and 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 Matt Freeman, they, they get the glory, but like Fat Mike's probably, I'd say like in my top five bass players for yeah. for punk rock. Yes, especially if like you ever see him play like semi sober or even sober. Yeah, like, he's actually like, really good <laughs> live we, when he's we, sober. <laughs> we saw me and my wife saw him play really great ones, and we saw him play really poorly ones. We saw him play with in Covington, Kentucky. It was No Effects, Teenage Bottle Rocket, to- Tony Sly, and this band from Cincinnati opened, nice. and it was like 2010. Great fucking show. Brilliant fucking show. Fast forward to 2018 when they do Punk and Drublick in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He's 30 minutes into the set, he falls off the stage <laughs> and busts his fucking head. <laughs> yeah, you know. Show was over at 9 o'clock. Punk rock, right? I, Punk I, rock, so yep. They've been one of my favorite bands since 1994. I've yep. never seen them live. Really? And you I'm going... It's I'm going to see them on October 1st at the Baltimore Punk and Drub League. Awesome. It'll be the first time and probably the last time. <laughs> that I well, yeah, now yeah. until they do their reunion show. Yeah, until the 2025 reunion tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If I, I really hope you get a good Fat Mike performance because when he's on, he's fire. I just hope it's memorable, whether it's memorable bad or memorable good. It'll be memorable. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't I can believe. Promise you, yeah, yeah, I can promise you that. Yeah, I still can't believe you've never seen him. Yeah, I don't. I I, I can't either. I I, I can't know. even count how many times I've seen. I've him. only seen them twice. I haven't, and I haven't even seen them probably in ten years, and I've probably seen them twenty sometimes. <laughs> See, I wish they don't always come to Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, they like they, but what they do, they bring it. He spent 15 years getting loaded, 15 years till his liver exploded. Now it's Bob gonna do now that he can't drink. The doctor said, what you been thinking about? Bob said, that's the point. I won't think about nothing. Now I gotta do something else. I, I, I.
Sorry about that. <laughs> cut that we out. Need cut that we out. need you. Edit. What were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> we. I was saying, don't die. We care about you. We need. Yeah. You. Thank yeah. you. I don't. I'm not trying to die. I tell you what. It's been so rainy up here. Yeah. And my allergies have just been fucking killing me, man. Oh yeah, you guys have been brutalized by rain for like the past like two days, haven't you? Yeah, we had flash flood warnings and like fucking like tornado warnings and shit, man. It was fucking crazy. Oh, I saw the weather radar. Yeah, it was not very kind. So I'm hoping we get all this shit in the summer and the fall, and then winter will just be like cool. Yeah. Youngstown, Pennsylvania, home of the Penguins. Yes, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania, home of the Penguins. YSU, Youngstown State University, also home mm-hmm. of the Penguins. Yeah, that's what I was referring to, Youngstown State. Mm-hmm. Youngstown State Penguins. We also got Pittsburgh Penguins. So yeah, well, you know, I don't like them so much because I'm a cap. But <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but the but Youngstown, I can get down with. I can get down with Youngstown State. Listen, when you guys D three, right? D three. What's that? They they're D three school, right or no? Are they above D three? Oh shit! FTS? Division Division two. Division two. Okay. Yeah. yeah division. Yeah. Division three would be more like um, Shepherdstown, West Virginia, right? Yeah, like like what Liberty used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's more like that's more like D three. Yeah. So like D two. D two or FCS maybe even. Um. Yeah, also, they might be changed. Determining between the they, sports too. What's that? It also it could be different between the actual sports. Like I know Johns Hopkins is a Division two school, but they play Division one lacrosse. So oh yeah, uh, it, it goes. Uh, yeah, that's right. It it changes by sport. I forget. Maybe that. their hockey team is D one. You know, right, at Youngstown's uh, the football team was I think Division one A at one point, but I don't think division division one A doesn't exist anymore. That's like FCS now. FCS. Yeah. They yeah. were trying to become when when Trestle was the coach and or or not coach. Um the guy who used to coach the Jag the Jaguars in the NFL. What the hell's his name? Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer. When Urban Meyer was coach, they were trying to talk to get them to join the actual like Division one A, Division one A, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they would, they would have gotten smashed, dude. They would have gotten smashed by like Virginia and shit, you know. Hey, like, hey, you know, you never know. <laughs> you know, like I'm sorry, the ACC has got too much fucking talent, and they're not going to the Big Twelve. They, they would have gotten a yeah. pulverized, man. Oh, look at that, Ron! Fucking John can wrap some sports with us. I like right. it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I love me some football, my man. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I wanted to let you know. You know what? It was I was I was happy for Ovi when he won his because um, he finally became the player he needed to become for for you guys to win a chip. Yeah. So yeah. I I was I was happy. I mean, you guys got one. Don't get greedy. The <laughs> Penguins are, are still in your division, and we're, 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 we're we got one more with Sid. Okay. Hey, it's all good. I you know I a lot of Caps fans might fucking hate me for saying this but like it's okay i'm 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 not everybody's uh everybody's choice of uh person so it's okay (laughs) i know i I respect i respect crosby man like and i respect Goldie now yeah i both of them i mean you're we're we got to watch like two of the greatest hockey players of all time yeah their entire careers you know in our adult lives like and they went one and two and that shit you're right and that shit doesn't happen all the Mm -hmm. time you know no, they'll forever be linked. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, people our age have, have witnessed the greatest players in every sport. Yeah. Pretty I mean, much. Yeah. It's about, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. we got to watch Jordan play. We got yep. to watch Magic play. We got to watch, I mean, as much Marino. as this is going to make me throw Gretzky. up in my mouth. Uh, Gr- yeah, Gretzky. But Walter it's- Payton, fucking yeah. Barry Sanders, oh, Tom yeah. Brady, mm-hmm. Dan Marino, Brett Joe Favre. Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you mentioned all these quarterbacks. Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, um, Joe Namath. They're all from... They call around Pittsburgh the crate uh, quarterback cradle. Yeah, that's right. Johnny right. Unitas and like yeah, that that group of uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, they're all from Western Pennsylvania. Hey, maybe Kenny Pickett's the next one. You never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's from. The I area. like him. I'm not nervous, man. We, we 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 were we were spoiled rotten for 17 years with Ben, so. <laughs> And I mean, shit, you had Bradshaw too. So, like, <laughs> yeah, the but there was a lot of lean years between the two fucking quarterbacks. Yeah, like, <laughs> we had people like lucky in Pittsburgh. and shit like that, dude. It wasn't a good 20 year run, man. <laughs> you guys have been lucky in Pittsburgh, man. You coming from a, a skins slash commanders fan, like, believe me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yeah, like, I like, I like the commanders, man. I, I, I like the team that you guys have. I, I, I hate the fucking uniforms, man. I, um, I, I, I wish they would have stayed with the W on the helmet and just kept it clean. Dude, you know, like the numbers on a helmet, dude, it looked clean, man. The, the, the thing about that whole thing is like, they told us as fans that they were going to take a vote and we were going to get, as fans, get to vote for the team name. Yeah, it was like the generals or something else. Well, no, they came down. It was like a list of like 12 originally and then they whittled it down to eight and then they whittled it down to three and then it was like the final three and Commanders wasn't on the list. Yeah, it wasn't one of them like Red Riders or something like that? Well, it was the Red Wolves. The Red Wolves, the hogs and the Red Tails. Yeah, the Red Tails. That was named for the uh, Tuskegee Airmen, right? Yeah, yeah. In which yeah. all three of those would have been fine awesome. by the fan base. The fan base was like, "We're cool with all three of these," and all three of them would have fit the fight song. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then they and then they went with Commanders, and then which was like, "What the fuck?" We spent like two years over this process of you telling us that we were going to choose the name. It's Daniel Snyder. And then they chose yeah, it the at the end anyway. Shit, yeah. And the same shit with the uniforms. Mm. Like awful. This, I hate when 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 pro teams take after like college teams. Yeah. When they like, do the stupid block letterings and yeah. shit. Like I hate that. And the, the commanders were a fucking AAF team, right? Or a, it was either yeah, AAF or XFL, I think it was AAF. It was the San Antonio Commanders. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Years ago when they had that shit. Yeah, so it was like... Oh, yeah, back in the 80s, yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Like a couple years ago, the AAF league that like didn't finish. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that the one done here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was the San Antonio Commanders. So yeah. it's like you just stole a name from a <laughs> second off fucking football league? Not it. Not every owner can be, you know. Yeah, special. Like, and then, like, like special, like the Rooney's, man. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know. And then again, uh, yeah. when they made the uniform, <laughs> they promised us that they were going to hire this like really great team of like designers to do this shit. And the uniforms come out, and everybody's like, "Uh, when they wear the 
white jersey with the red pants, the red on the sleeves, the helmet, and the red in the pants is three different shades of red, none of which look burgundy. Yeah. And and then it came out that, oh, Dan Snyder's wife was heavily involved in creating the uniforms. Mm-hmm. Pretty much yeah. about yeah. 90% of it was all her. <laughs> yeah. And it... Uh, I know that's a, that's a whole nother conversation, man. Yeah, I feel yeah. it, man. I know we're wrapping about sports here at the end. Nobody's listening this far in anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm keeping it because you know what? Fuck it. I like it. It's going to oh, stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, two, two more people before I, before we go too far. Um, Jay Bentley from Bad Religion. Nice. Excellent I've, choice. I've met him. Coolest fucking dude. Nice. Um, just... Uh, when I started playing bass, I emulated him a lot in his style. He plays very loose with his strings, and um, I do the same. And that's that's a nod to him. And um, I didn't pick Ian because I picked Henry Rollins. There you go. Because I like him as a singer. I like him as a writer. I like him yeah. as an actor. Overall, uh, he deserves to be on my Mount Rushmore. And right. and honestly. Um, because there's five, you know, and the, and the fifth one's the crazy horse. He is the true crazy horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's. I don't always believe in his ideology. Yeah, he can be a little bit out I mean, there. Yeah. Not many um, people should. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I own like all his early books. Um, I, I really like the guy, even though he. Uh, and one year I went for him as uh, I went for him as Hello uh, for him as um, for Halloween, and it was when he did like the like the G the the G uh, GQ thing. Oh yeah, he, like did like the advertisement and shit like that. I went, I had my hair all gray, and I yeah did it kind of <laughs> like a or maybe it was Kelvin Klein. I think it was Kelvin Klein when he did the advertisement for Kelvin Klein. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but that's my Mount Rushmore. Awesome. <laughs> that's a good that's a good Rushmore. Yeah, solid. Thank you very much, man. I, I appreciate you, you know, Ron asking me the questions oh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> um, you know, let me do that. Cause like I said, I I listen to every episode of you guys. I don't think I've missed one. Um, I really like what you're doing. You have a lot of you, you guys have turned me on to a lot of bands. Awesome. Um, That's awesome. You know, I went out and checked out, and and you know, in your guy, your guys' style is is very similar to what I try to do, and it's nice to see guys. It's nice to see people doing doing this for the love of the scene because yeah. that's why I'm doing it too. It's like it's. I feel like we were like you know, we have a kinship, you know, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that's, and that's the most important thing, man. If you just do it for love of the scene or the bands or the friends, like everything else kind of falls into place. But if you have that foundation, I think you're on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That being said, Ron, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, uh, talking to me for almost an hour and a half. Um, it's been a lot of fun to get to know you guys. And I was so stoked when you guys uh, agreed to come on here, man. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. And we, yeah. we had, a, had a blast too, man. It was awesome. Thank you okay. so much. You're yeah. welcome, man. I, go, go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I just I'm just saying thank you too. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And if you guys ever want to, uh, you're more than welcome to come back on again and shoot the shit for another hour and a half, man. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron and Matt, enjoy the rest of your guys' nights, and I'll I'll be talking to you real soon. All right, man. Take care. Oh yeah, let's keep up, man. For sure, man. Hey, have a good night, guys. You as yeah. well. Bye.